Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I am your host Matthew. Joining me today, who's typing, is Robert. How are you today? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's uh, nothing news here. I mean, the same old, same old. So mm-hmm. yeah, not out of. Uh, I don't think anybody is out of lockdown at the moment. I've heard some stuff about Germany or whatever, but uh, we're not here to talk about the virus itself. Um, we might talk about things that might affect the virus to do with games, but. Uh, you can find your news on that in other places. Uh, what have you been playing within the last week? Uh, I've been bouncing around a couple, three games. Uh, I keep trying to get back into uh, um, Division 2 for the DLC, for the time DLC that they've been doing. But it, it's really starting to feel like a chore at this point. So, I'm, you know me, I don't like uh, games that feel like chores. No. Uh you know, still humping through Chimera Squad. I'm getting close to being done on that. Um, That's the um, the XCOM. XCOM, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- so. I don't want to call it a spinoff, but it's definitely some. Uh, it's definitely its own game, but it's not like a full XCOM game. It's very different. Okay, cool. Anything else? Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Nothing really to write home about. Okay. Have you played any uh, Twin Breaker? Lately. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll do that. I'll get like a level, a level out. But uh, I'm to the point now when, when just when you go to the four paddles, it just really messes with my brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm struggling with those levels as well. But uh, for those that don't know, Twin Breaker, uh, Sacred Symbols Adventure. I think that's the full actual name. Um, for those of you that might not have heard of Colin Moriarty, which I don't imagine is that many people, but maybe somebody, uh, he runs, uh, Sacred Symbols, the video game podcast, he was at IGN for, I think, 12 years, uh, worked with Greg Miller, obviously, on Kinda Funny, left there, started, uh, it's Colin's last stand, isn't it? And then he did, uh, you know, Sacred Symbols with there on, with Chris, they, Chris and Colin basically made... That game, and uh, yeah, you can go and play it if you want to. I, I haven't um, played any of it for a couple of weeks. I've just been in the middle of some other stuff. Uh, speaking of that other stuff, I uh, finished Catherine Full Body. Um, the last level itself wasn't actually that difficult, which is weird for a game like that. But it was the two levels before that that were really, really difficult. There was this particular level, I think it's like the fifth to last one, maybe. And uh, you go in and you've got... Uh, how can I kind of describe this? Instead of a wall of the cubes that you build, it's sort of like individual walls of, of cubes, but they're built separately. It's very, very hard to, for me to kind of explain on the spot, I think. But uh, I remember loading into that level and thinking like, okay, how the hell do, how the hell do I move to like climb through these things? Obviously, you move them in different directions. Certain blocks fall, and you can use that to climb to other places uh got it done in the end um i think the ending's probably a bit too long uh because i i thought i was at the end of the game and then there was another five hours left there's a lot of cutscenes towards the end and i thought like oh the game's gonna end here a bit more oh the game's gonna end here a bit more and it did that about four times i was like all right, all right i get it you've, you've set all these characters i'm happy with the ending i was very, very happy with the game overall i just thought that the ending was a little bit too long uh things get explained really well i thought that it mostly made sense in that um, I was, I was, I'm, I'm very, very happy with it overall. I really, really enjoyed it and that. And uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to review it. I just sort of wasn't in the mood to review it once I'd finished it. I guess I wanted to like think about it a bit more on that. But uh, overall, it's a game I recommend. It's from Atlas. So it's the team that's behind, uh, I think, the uh, Persona 
franchise, nowhere near as long as those games, but uh, yeah, my total playtime, I don't know if this includes pause time, I'm going to assume it does, was 15 hours. Uh, I think my playtime in total was probably about 13 hours maybe, but uh, that's just my sort of estimate. But um, yeah, in the end it was more about um, avoiding the boss's attacks as opposed to climbing, because towards the end of the game with the last couple of levels, it's sort of like, okay, the building that you've got to do... It's fairly simple. It was about getting out of the way of the boss's attacks. And I actually kind of appreciated that sort of change of pace towards the end of the game. It was less about like the puzzle of the climb, the climb and more about sort of... I mean that was still there but it was more about just avoiding the uh, boss's attacks and stuff. So um, I thought it was uh, overall really good. So uh, that's that. Uh, I'm going to go back to Doom Eternal soon. Um, and I've been sent a game called... Oh, I'll have to look up the name of it. It's some sort of game about dinosaurs. Let me just look up the name here. Uh, Gigantosaurus the Game is uh, is what it's called. Have you heard of this at all? It's gone very under the radar, I think. I've not heard of it, no. Okay, it's a game where you control dinosaurs and it's a third-person action um platform game and, and all that sort of thing so um but yeah it's it's it looks like an okay game i mean you know i'll try it if i don't like it i'll just i'll just sort of send it back or whatever but uh that's the other game i've been playing uh i've been playing quite a lot of call of duty in the last couple of days but um you know when you when your friends are online at the same time as you and you're playing games not only is time gonna fly but that's the spot those games are for to be played with friends and that and uh had some fairly good games. Had some had some bad games like uh, tends to happen and that. But um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting so far to uh, to keep playing that and everything. Um, you know, still ridiculous things. I, I mean, like when I've got a shotgun, yeah, and you're in my face or you're like a couple of feet away from me, and I shoot you twice, you should die. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, yeah, when like, because you get what's called hit markers in the game, basically any any time you damage an enemy with anything, doesn't have to be a gun, it could be a mine, an RPG, anything, you get a hit marker, it's basically this little cross and you get like a feedback kind of noise or whatever, and um, yeah, when, when, when someone's right in front of you, or they're around the corner or whatever, and you shoot them with a shotgun, probably should just be once, um, it's, uh, it's just a little bit inconsistent and annoying, but uh Hey, sometimes games have their problems, you know. But um, yeah. it's it's been fun to play with friends and all that. And uh, it's it's kind of one of them games. What I'm trying to do at the moment is like, if I have two or three hours to hand, or like I, I go to play games or whatever, I look to see if my friends are online. If they're not, I'll maybe jump in for one or two games. So it's like half an hour. Then I'll kind of come off. But if my friends like after that sort of come online, I'll be like, okay, this is this, uh, my night is going to be on Call of Duty basically. Um, like if that, and then if that doesn't happen, then I'll go and either watch something or play something else or whatever. So, I'm trying to just sort of manage my time with it a bit. But you know, I I did finish a game. I finished Catherine and um, tried to mix that in with some Call of Duty. It worked and stuff. Uh, plus, it's sometimes like you know, because like I kind of said before, Catherine was sort of frustrating me a bit with its with its final kind of levels. Took like two days away from it. Spent some time playing Call of Duty. Came back, finished Catherine, and then went back to Call of Duty. So I'm just trying to sort of manage the time with that and everything so uh but that's that uh, i think i'm gonna be playing them prob probably tomorrow as well but uh possibly after we finish here today i don't know <laughs> depend on what the time is and stuff like that so uh but that's pretty much been me just uh those two sorts of games um just a uh, fifa update as well uh me and my dad obviously are still playing that we are 28 games into the 26 to 27 season so tw we're we're in um I think it's now January 2027, which is crazy. Uh, more players are starting to retire. A lot of our team is starting to retire. 
and because uh, those things are going to happen when you're seven seasons in or whatever. Um, we're unbeaten currently in the league. We're doing really, really well at the moment. There's been a few really close calls. Like um, we played against Rangers. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a Scottish team. And because uh, we basically did this thing, just in case some of you don't know, where we go through the other leagues and we basically swap teams in and out of the Spanish and the German leagues and that and put them in the Premier League. So that's how basically Rangers ended up in the Premier League. Um, it was 1-1 with them. Of course, it's a tough game because, you know, it's Rangers and it's going to be weirdly difficult. Uh, it was 1-1 and they scored in the last minute. I was like, oh great, our uh, undefeated record is, is done. But the goal was offside, so didn't count. Uh, so yeah, we've got 10 games to go. I'm hoping we can do an unbeaten season, but um, we shall see. Uh, we've got 10 games to go in that. Uh, we've drawn 8 of them, but that still means you're unbeaten. Uh, we've gone 20, so we've gone 27 games unbeaten. I think our next game is our 28th game of the season. So uh, that should be good as well. And that would be a great way to uh, win the league as well. So... Uh, but that's pretty much everything we've been playing. Uh, let's move into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control... Sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. 
Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, let me scroll down here, I uh, did a TV season review for Don't, uh, sorry, did a Don't Skip rating review, sorry, for uh, Dead to Me, which is the second season on Netflix, that's a Netflix original, so you should be able to watch it in any country you have access to Netflix to, uh, really good season, hasn't been renewed for a third season yet, we'll have to wait for that a bit, but uh, that's been really, really good. Uh, did a podcast update for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and for Rick and Morty, just some, some changes that I'm making to those podcasts, so if if you listen to either of those or you watch those shows or whatever uh, you might want to listen to that because that will be some changes for those podcasts um, let's play Sundays for Gang Beasts so that was a fun one to do a uh, big podcast we did on Saturday really really big podcast it was about an hour and 40 minutes and it was me David Bex Robert who's here with me today and Gray uh, Barry wasn't able to join us unfortunately uh, how did you think that that went because obviously you were part of that big uh, podcast I think it went as well as you could expect having so many people on a podcast mm. yeah. that's audio only because, you know, if you're on a video chat, then you can kind of pick up on each other's like visual cues of, hey, I want to do this or, hey, over here, look at me. Mm-hmm. But when it's audio only, it makes things a little bit tougher, but uh, it went pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. We have to do that again sometime and include uh, Barry as well. But uh, yeah, if you, I mean, it's a podcast you anyone can sort of listen to i think there's no spoilers for anything but in that podcast we talked about uh we had one to three topics each roughly some of us picked two some of us picked one some of us picked three uh but it was a really big one to do so if you're interested in that uh interested in hearing all of us that's also gray's first appearance on uh, geek town he's of course sorry gray's first appearance on entertainment talk he's one of the other geek town co-hosts so we'll have a listen to that as well uh, watching Rick and Morty, watch along podcast for Rick and Morty season four, episode six. Uh, that was created before the update podcast, so you might want to check out those. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we're going to be talking about again today. Uh, Last of Us two because it went gold, and we talked about the quote-unquote gameplay event for the Xbox Series X as well. Uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist for sorry Zoe's podcast playlist for Zoe's extraordinary playlist uh, season one episode ten. I'll be back next week for the season finale, which will be episode twelve. Episode eleven will be today, but uh, season finale next week. Come back if you want the podcast for that. Uh, run on HBO that is going to be airing later tonight as well. But last week's episode season one episode four. Tonight will be season one episode five. There's just three episodes left for the season. Uh, 5, 6, and 7, so have a look out for those. That's on HBO and Sky Comedy. Uh, last week, me and Robert wrapped up our coverage for Season 1 of The Mandalorian. We both gave it a don't skip rating. We very, very much think you should watch it. That's, of course, the uh, Disney Plus Star Wars TV show, so you'll need to subscribe to Disney Plus for that. It's not available everywhere, I don't think, Disney Plus, but uh, if you've got Disney Plus in the country, uh, you should be able to get access to The Mandalorian Season 1. And that has been entertainmenttalk.org and podcast and that stuff's also available on the podcast platforms let's move into again quite a bit of news we'll see you for that in a minute I'll go first this week uh, with some of my stuff that I've got. Um, so Bethesda's Pete Hines has said recently, I don't know if this was in an, in an interview, I saw it published by I think IGN and Push Square, both are reliable game news sites that you can go to if you want your game news and stuff. Um, so Pete Hines, of course, at Bethesda, he gave a bit of an update, update about 
the next update, if you will, about Elder Scrolls 6, because Elder Scrolls 6 and... Is it Star, it's Starfield, isn't it? The uh, mm-hmm. other game that they're making. Said that not only... Not the game, but he said that news on Elder Scrolls 6 is years away, which means the game will be even further away than that. Uh, I suspect that both these games, Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, will take at least another five years, if not longer to uh, come out but um what's your thoughts on him saying that the news is years away not not even the game uh what do you think that's not surprising i mean yeah. we've seen literally nothing out, out of either game outside of either a trailer or a name title and that's about it yeah yeah that was yeah because they did like oh we're here to announce whatever and it was just a title thing um how many E3s ago was that? Like two years ago? Three years At ago? At least two. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. Um, I think they've just announced these games too early. Um, I, I, I think that they... Cause that, was, there, that, was that their second E3 press conference? Their I third, I think. Because the, their first one for Bethesda was when they announced uh, Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that was quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've had another one since then. So, mm-hmm. um, but I I just think at that point they were like, okay, we got this and this and this and like, hey, one that they they tried to do the old E three one more thing, Starfield and Elder Scrolls six, and I just think that they should have saved it till later. Uh, do you think that they announced these games too early? Yeah, but you know you can't unring the bell. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess we will be, as Pete Hines says, who works at Bethesda. Um, We'll be waiting quite a while for those games, and they need to take their time. They need to work hard on it. Not saying that they don't work hard on their games. I wouldn't say that about any company or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, they need to make sure that they do a really good job with these because we've seen what happens to Fallout. The Doom Eternal was really great. I'm looking forward to getting back to it because it was a great game. But um, yeah, I think that they need to knock these out of the park as well. So don't expect any news till probably until we're at least a couple of years into the PS5 series x life cycle so there's that uh speaking of things being developed uh there was a reveal today from it's part of the um summer games fest i think from from jeff Keeley. i think that's what it's called we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and talked about all the uh developers and companies and studios that were involved uh unreal engine 5 was revealed today uh by one of the some of the people at epic games and that uh they showed this demo of they didn't say what the name of the game was but some sort of game was used for the demo uh, just first of all, did you manage to see this demo today? It was about 10 minutes or so? Yeah, I, I got the gist of the tech demo. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah well, this this kind of brings up one of my fears for the next gen. And also, not just for next gen, but for just... It's been one of my fears for a couple of years. When you're ma- when you're going into making, I don't care if it's a, a show or film or or a game, something in that sort of medium. Things like comic books and books are a little bit different. If you if you I, I've seen it given a lot of times this kind of excuse that like, okay, let's say you're playing a game and like the story is fine, the characters are fine, the gameplay is fine and all that, but it looks good. I've just seen a lot of times in this industry, especially over the last couple of years. I'll give an example in a minute. Um. If you're playing a game and the gameplay is not great and like there's bugs in it and stuff, but it looks really good, I I am I am getting a little bit tired of some people using that as an excuse of like, okay, this game this game's still good because it looks good. If a game's got like bad gameplay or characters that aren't interesting or a story that's bad, then it's 
pretty much a bad game. Uh, what one example I want to use for t- TV wise is American Gods. Uh, I remember when uh, the first season was airing. I, I dropped off after the first season. I never saw the second one. I uh, don't know if it's got a third one or whatever. But that that's uh, Stars's um, series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching the first season. And I was like, okay, this is all right. The character's sort of okay, and then the story's all right and all that. And one of the um, excuses that I saw was like, oh, but like stylistic wise and like um, art wise, it looks really good. I was like, okay, but. If the story and the characters aren't great, I, I, I don't care if it looks good. That's not an excuse for a game. I'm not saying that for the specific demo that we got shown. I'm not I'm not putting that blame on that. Obviously, we don't know what game that was or whatever. But I don't want what I'm saying is I don't want us to continue going into the next generation and some studios and companies are that and that are re- relying a lot more on. Okay, look how good this looks. Look how good the landscapes are, and you can see these rocks in amazing detail and. And all that sort of thing. That's not something I'm really looking to get pushed as much in the next generation. Obviously graphics are going to look better. Things are going to look better. One of the things when we go into this next generation I'm looking forward to is. Okay what can, what can I do in this game? What's the limits of like where can I go? What can I interact with? What can my character do? How is my character going to interact with certain things? I want things to evolve more in a gameplay sense as opposed to a graphic sense because all I've heard in the last two days is like oh the PS5 will look amazing and this engine will look amazing and all that sort of stuff but I, I want to know what next gen games can do gameplay wise like what like, like I've already kind of said what am I going to be able to interact with and where can I go and things like that and one of the conversations I've heard in the last couple of years is like okay let's say when we get GTA 6 next could you like go into every building? Could you interact with things in that building? Could you do side quests and things like that? Um, h- how do you kind of feel about what I'm sort of saying here? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big tech guy. Everybody that listens to the podcast for for a long time knows that. I did see it, and visually, yes, it is very, very pretty. Um, but again, the you know, pretty game doesn't make it a good game. So yeah, yeah. So I I just want to know like. Yeah, what 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 can I sort of? I don't. I know it sounds a bit weird. Where can I like climb to? Where can I go? Is a certain like where will I be restricted to go in certain games for for the next generation? And I want that to be pushed as opposed to like because graphics at the moment. I mean, I'm still being blown away by by several games that I'm playing. I mean, things like Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, which aren't even out yet, look great, and we haven't even seen the, like the final finished product of those. Um, so I'm. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm less concerned about graphics with the next generation and more concerned about what you can do and how you can interact with the game so but uh, my thoughts on the demo itself yeah it looked great it looked good and all that it's uh what one of the things interactivity wise i know this was more for showing off um the graphics of the game and stuff like when the character sort of jumped to the rock and then how they sort of interacted there i know i noticed a little bit of an interesting sort of animation and that but um yeah it's just not what i'm excited for for this next generation but unreal engine 5 is going to be a thing um and uh yeah looks kind of interesting so anything else you want to say about the tech demo that we saw oh no not really i mean like i said it it looked amazing and i think a lot of people are going to be hyped for the new consoles because of how good it looked Mm -hmm. i mean you can only hear the stat number so much but you still have to see the game Mm-hmm. And they said it was running on a PS5, but that was the Unreal Engine. So I'm assuming that it's going to look as as amazing, if not more amazing, on the uh, Series X. Yeah, yeah. 
we shall see. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Darth Vader, who I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. If you haven't, I wonder why or how. Um, but Darth Vader, of course, the Star Wars character, did have a game called uh, Vader Im, um, Immortal. Uh, it was released, I think, on Valve or one of those, one of the other VR platforms. Uh, but the game is going to be getting released on PSVR. Uh, I remember listening to, I think it was both MinMax and the Game Informer show. Uh, the MinMax t- crew is divided from, uh, is created, sorry, from former uh, Game Informer crew. They're called the, the, the Former Informer, I think is their uh, nickname uh, for some of those people. But uh, on both of those podcasts, I heard a couple of months ago how good this sort of game is. Uh, I think it was... I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the guys on the uh, Game Informer podcast, this must have been about six months ago maybe, uh, said the game was really great and how it was this kind of interesting step forward for like Star Wars games and obviously the inclusion of VR and that. Uh, I'm, I haven't even seen stuff from this game, but what I've sound, heard of, it looks looks pretty good and uh, you know it's a VR game, there's something I'm interested in, it's got Darth Vader, that's something I'm interested in as well. Um, first of all, have you heard anything about this game, Vader Immortal? No, but then again, since I don't have a VR set, I don't really have any interest in getting a VR set. Um, you know, anything in the VR genre uh, is not really anything that I've uh, paid attention to that much. So, mm-hmm. uh, But that's going to be releasing, I think they said summer, as uh, the one of the articles that I read on PSVR. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, just a quick note as well, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, the VR game, is out on PSVR. I very much intend to play that, but I haven't... Uh, got it yet so uh, when I play it I will let you all know what I think so there's that Uh, we've had a lot of Assassin's Creed news in the last couple of weeks and it's not stopping Uh, some updates from that Uh, I put Ubisoft slash Assassin's Creed there will be a Ubisoft digital event scheduled for July I can't remember seeing a specific date but I just saw July listed which is of course in two months time Uh, July 12th okay there's the date for that Uh, July 12th Um, so we'll talk about that in a second um, actually, let's talk, just talk about that now. Um, what do you think we're going to see here? I think it would be time at that point maybe to show some Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, some like just like, like an actual in-depth demo of, of the game. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll get a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff because I've been trying to think. I can't think of any other like big, big games that they've got in the pipeline right now. Hmm. They got Beyond Good and Evil 2. Don't know where that is. Watch Dogs Legion. I'm sure we get a little bit of that. Yeah. Watch Dogs Legion. I think it's time to show some of that. Uh, yeah. They got that Rainbow Six Quarantine, I think, which was announced last year at E3, I think, and that's gone really quiet since. Uh, only the second wor- only the second worst uh, named uh, product placement <laughs> this year. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. Let me find the other one real quick. You're going to hear my keyboard. Um... The other one. But I, I saw this the other day. It, I never brought it up because it never really had any context. But since they named the game the Quarantine, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. There's a Magic the Gathering, which I kind of, kind of play a little bit every now and then. Had an unfortunately named. Uh, themed card this year obviously this came out a long time ago but with their current run of cards they've been doing uh the old kaiju monsters and so there's a magic the gathering ikara space godzilla corona bean magic card huh yeah 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 so like i said um you know 
Rainbow Six Quarantine is only the second, unfortunately, named uh, thing this year, so. Yeah, yeah, these things happen, so. Uh, I'm not gonna go ahead and guess like, oh, we're gonna see Splinter Cell here. I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Splinter Cell. I'm, I'm sick of predicting that they're gonna make that game. So, yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's the Ubisoft digital event for July. Uh, one really big thing that really made me happy about uh, Assassin's Creed in terms of news: the Hidden Blade is gonna be a one-hit kill, and that's coming back in this game. You would have thought that that would be something that would have been kept in the game, but with or or Origins and with Odyssey, it was like, uh, I think I've explained this before, with uh, the changes with the or or Origins and Odyssey with the last two games, you had to be like a good level against the enemy that you were attacking in order to one hit kill them, even though you were stabbing them in the throat, which doesn't make any damn lick of sense. Um, that was, uh, that really, really annoyed me with those two games, because I was like, oh, I've managed to get on top of this building and there's an enemy below me. Oops, you know, if I go to attack him, he won't get killed, I can't assassinate him. Um, first of all, what, what, what do you think of the fact that they took that out of those two games? Like, if you stab someone in the throat for an assassination, it's not an assassination, it's just an attack. Uh, it makes no sense, but then again, neither is this, uh, falling 40 stories into a pile of hay and living yeah. through that. Yeah, so uh, but that, you gotta you gotta suspend reality somewhere at some point. So mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, if you stab people in the throat in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they will actually get one hit killed, um, or get the one you'll get one hit kill on them with an actual assassination. And I'm I'm just glad that that's back. And knowing that when I go into that game, uh, I'll actually be able to do that. So still don't know much about the story. Obviously, that will be hopefully revealed a bit more at some point soon. But uh, that's at least one really big positive for the game. Because um, I want to, you know, I'm playing Assassin's Creed. I want to play like an assassin in an Assassin's Creed. Because that's what it's called. So uh, that's good that that's back. Uh, got some DLC news. Legend of, I believe it's Beowulf. Beowulf? Beowulf? Uh, will be Something in like the, that. Yeah, will be in the season pass. This is based on the legend thing or whatever. Uh, I've not got too much interest in that, but that was one of the other things that got released. So yes, the game will also have a season pass as well. Uh, I think the, all of them pretty much have, or at least most of the recent ones have. Uh, the game will also run at a minimum of 30 frames per second on Xbox Series X. Uh, a couple of days ago this was released as um, just it will run at 30 frames per second. And then I think a day later or so it was corrected that it will be a minimum of uh, 30 frames per second. Um, yeah, not, neither of those two things interest me as much as the Hidden Blade stuff, but, uh, there's some more information on that as well, but any, any thoughts on any of that stuff? Yeah, it's actually more specific than that, because Ubisoft had to come out and make a clarification. Yeah. They said they've always been committed to exploring new technologies, but they could only promise a minimum of 30 frames per second, and that, you know, did throw a bit of cold water on some fans, because... The whole purpose of the uh, Series X was guaranteed a minimum of 60 frames per second for all games, regardless of the platform. So, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, but that's your Assassin's Creed news. We'll see if we've got any more next week, because uh, that's three weeks in a row. But uh, nonetheless, I'm looking forward to the game slightly more than what it was in the last two weeks, just because of that Hidden Blade thing. Might seem like a small thing, but trust me, when you're played seven or whatever it is Assassin's Creed games and you've been doing one hit assassination kills and then it gets taken out of the game it uh, it changes things a lot so uh, there's that uh, Respawn Founders uh, so the 
developers of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty 4, Titanfall and Apex Legends, which is of course the Battle Royale Titanfall game, um, are launching a new AAA game studio called Gravity Well and will be pushing for a team of 80 to 85 for next gen games. Uh, Robert, I know you're someone who doesn't really dip into the first person games with Call of Duty and Titanfall and all that lot, but uh, any thoughts on those developers opening a new studio? Yeah, I mean, you can always get the good talent. That's not the hard thing. The hard thing is just making a game people enjoy, because you never know what's going to be a, a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we will see what they come out with. Uh, I don't know how far along they are in terms of developing something, or if, the, if this is just the building of the... Uh, Gravity Well, I think that's a decent name for a studio as well. Uh, you know, the, the game of a video game studio doesn't really matter to me too much. I mean, some of my favourite games are made by a company called Naughty Dog. So, there you go. But, uh, yeah, they'll be launching that and we'll see how they get on in the coming months, weeks, years, whatever. So, uh, we've talked a little bit in the last couple of weeks about whether or not the PS5 and Series X will actually launch at the end of this year. Uh, I still don't think that they will. I think that you've said sort of the same thing as well. That you don't think that they yeah, will. I think that at least with the PS5, I think it'll launch by the end of the year, but it'll be in such limited quantities that very few people are going to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the Series X, we haven't heard really any of those rumors. We know that production on some level has started because we've seen uh, production builds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just past that, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Uh, but some news that is relating to all this. Uh, according to a job listing, the PS5 will launch in October. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen. Of course, the job listing is it is what it is. Um, it's interesting they mentioned October because I think initially, before all this virus and that, I think that we kind of assumed November-ish. That doesn't mean it can't be October. But uh, that was the month I initially assumed it was going to be. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But what do you think for October for the PS5? Uh, I mean, technically it's possible. I mean, technically they could say we're releasing this now <laughs> and then ship like five consoles to random locations. Yeah, yeah. So we will see if that comes out in October. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, uh, Iron Man VR, which got delayed, I think, on the same day uh, as the, you know, the previous Last of Us delay that we had. Um, mm-hmm. It was delayed. Both of them were given new dates. Of course, we do know that Last of Us 2 is June... 19th? I think. Yeah, June, think, June yeah. 19th and Ghost is July 17th. Uh, we talked about those last week. But uh, Iron Man VR did get a new date. Uh, of course, like we said last week, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima have got new dates. But Iron Man VR has got a new one, and it is July 3rd, which is right in the middle of those two games. Uh, Robert, I know you're not a VR owner, but um, what do you think of uh, this particular date in between the middle of those two games we just mentioned? Uh, well... I mean, it's always weird. July 19th, June 19th, rather, is a Friday, so that's actually a good day to launch a game. Yeah. Um, and what was the other date? J- July 3rd is Iron VR. Yeah, that's on a Wednesday, which is kind of a weird day, but, huh. you know. Yeah. Um, it's usually, and I've it's usually said Tuesdays that, and Fridays for games. Yeah. Usually. And I've said before that the Iron Man VR is probably the one VR game that I would actually want to play. It actually looks fun as a VR game. Now, I gotta imagine there's gonna be a lot of fail videos coming out of people falling over, thinking they're gonna, you know, be flying around and nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but past that, you know, it is what it is. So. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to all three games. Of course, I talked at length uh, about Last of Us Part 2. But um, I would like to just see a little bit more of uh, Iron Man VR. I'm still sold on it. I'm still going to get it and all that. Uh, same with Ghost and same, obviously, with Last of Us Part 2 or Last of Us 2. Um, but, yeah, Iron Man VR is one that I'm intrigued with. Um, I think that superheroes could be quite an interesting one for VR. Uh, as well, you know, using their abilities in first person or even third person, if you can do that. Because um, you can still have a VR game and have a controller used. I mean, Moss and um, Astrobot do that, so you could still very much do that as well. But uh, that should be an interesting one. But uh, July 3rd for that. So, go, uh, Last of Us Part 2, July 19th. Uh, Iron Man VR, July 3rd. And then Ghost of Tsushima, I believe, is July 19th. So, a uh, couple of big... PS uh, PlayStation games in the next couple of months, so look out for those as well. Uh, speaking, these all tie together really nicely and completely by coincidence. Uh, PlayStation is going to be doing another State of Play on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be the 14th of May, so tomorrow. Uh, just for a time-wise thing, it's going to be at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and that is 9 p.m. UK time. So it'd be 4 p.m. for you, Robert, wouldn't it? Um, and then yeah, 1pm for those on the Pacific time thing. Uh, it will focus on, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. They've said that we're going to see roughly an 18 minute gameplay demo because we've not seen a single gameplay demo on this thing. Have we seen a bit of it? Like some of it? Bits and pieces? We've seen, I we've seen video of it, but I don't know if it's gameplay or not. Mm -hmm. But this will be a more in-depth gameplay demo uh you spoke last week i think when we talked about some of the uh, mechanics for the game and that and said that you took a bit more interest um what are you thinking going to this uh thing tomorrow uh i'm like i said i'm cautiously optimistic that it's gonna be a good game i definitely want to see more of it and see where you know the tech goes with it and where the uh um, see if we might get some story elements out of it possibly mm. i mean obviously you don't want to have it spoiled uh but I'd kind of like to know, you know, some of the players, some of the things, see what's going on. Hmm. I want to know what you can do combat-wise in this game. Like, is it just, because I think it's the uh, katana, isn't it? Like, the samurai sword mm -hmm. thing. Uh, like, can I use, I don't know, throwing stars? Am I going to be able to use something else? Is there going to be com combat on the horses and things? Um, am I going to be able to do any sort of stealth attacks? Uh, not like turn it into Assassin's Creed, but like, I'm assuming there's going to be some stealth attacking in this game. Uh, what does that look like? Um... So yeah, I'm interested to see how that plays out uh, tomorrow. So uh, that will be probably on PlayStation's YouTube channel or on Twitch or whatever. So uh, have a look out for that tomorrow at your time zone. So we shall see. Uh, it's a good time to do that as well because, you know, the game is about two months away or so. And uh, it's time for us to see some more of that. Because in terms of The Last of Us 2, we've seen a good chunk of gameplay. We've seen plenty of trailers. And uh, I don't need any more Last of Us information. I just want the game to come out now. But I think for Ghost, uh, it's time for us to see a bit more. Same as um, Iron Man. So, we shall see. Uh, what do you have to talk about this week? Uh, well, we were getting a lot of announcements for upcoming events. So, they're announcing the announcements. Um, obviously, with E3 being cancelled, a lot of the uh, companies have all the stuff that they prep for it. And they're just going to release it. Uh, we talked earlier about the uh, Ubisoft Forward, which is July 12th. Uh, the day before that, June 11th, there's going to be an EA Play Live. But let's face it, it's just going to be FIFA yeah. and everything else. Anything else is just going to be sports stuff. Um, I don't think they have any like game games in the pipeline that they're working on. At least nothing that I've seen. 
Um, in addition to that, Square Enix announced that it's not going to be doing a playstyle event, but instead will hold individual game announcements. Hmm. Um, so far as they say, uh, Marvel's Avengers is still slated for September 4th. Outriders has no release date yet, and Bravely Default 2 on Switch will be sometime this year, but nothing more specific than that. Um, unfortunately, what won't be happening is Tokyo Game Show. It's been officially canceled, even though it's not till September. Um, but obviously, there's a lot of prep work. You just don't snap your fingers and make a convention. Um, and that's actually one of the ones that I would want to go to. Well, one, because it's in Japan, and I've always wanted to go to Japan. But two, you know it's going to be completely unlike anything else. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right about EA. They'll probably show some FIFA stuff. Uh, they'll probably show that Battlefront 2 update thing and maybe some other bits and pieces. But we, we know what to expect from EA at this point. So um, what was the other... Who's, you said about Square Enix. Um, yeah, interesting. That it's, yeah, because Cyberpunk is September 12th or something, isn't it? About that, yeah. Yeah, and this is um, September 4th. So I think that's a little bit too close to... Uh, Cyberpunk. It might be wise to get that game out before Cyberpunk still, because you know you don't want you don't want people to be in the middle of playing this massive um, CD Projekt Red game, and then uh, you know have your Avengers game kind of come out afterwards. Not saying Avengers is small, obviously Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing film at the moment, but in terms of video game stuff, uh, the the Avengers game hasn't really impressed too many people so far, and Cyberpunk definitely has. And um, yeah, so I think they should try and I mean. I don't know if they can really release it earlier or whatever, but uh, interested in more Avengers stuff, interested in more Cyberpunk nonetheless. Um, we'll see what they've got to hold. Um, I think it's interesting that, yeah, Square Enix has decided to do an individual game announcement kind of thing. Um, I don't really know what they've got in the pipeline, really, apart from Avengers. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 actually did come out. Um, you know, they've got uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake sort of just came out, so they've got nothing to show for that, really. They should be working on part two at the moment which will still be probably quite a few years away there's no way that we see anything from uh that second part i don't think um but you know maybe some other stuff uh maybe something tomb raider no it's probably a bit too early for that isn't it so because mm-hmm. uh, they just finished their uh trilogies didn't they but uh other than those games i just mentioned i don't really know what else they've uh got necessarily so um yeah any other thoughts on these things uh no, I mean you're always going to do what you think is best for your company. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with the 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 game shows being can the uh, trade shows being canceled, obviously that's what's best. The individual announcements, I guess they either didn't have an E3 planned or whatever they were doing was just going to be packed on to other things like you know do this at the Microsoft event or do this at the PlayStation event or do this at the uh, well you wouldn't do that at the Ubisoft or something like that. But uh, yeah. So whatever they've got, they either just didn't have enough to really make their own show, or they just didn't want to follow the trend, which I can respect. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we will see what they've got to show us sometime soon. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I had to talk about was the big announcement that dropped yesterday that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games, which were a massive hit back in the day, um, one and two are getting a full remaster 4K update remake. Uh, all the 
old players from back in the day, uh, Tony Hoff, Bob Berquist, Bucky Lasik, they're all back. Uh, the soundtrack is going to be some of the songs from the original game and some new ones, obviously licensing agreements are a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is being brought back by Activision and Vicarious Visions, which worked on Pro Skater 2 for the Game Boy Advance, which I also didn't know was a thing. Um, and they also worked on the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for PS4 mm-hmm. and the Xbox One. Um, the big thing is that it's going to include uh, multiplayer, which is obviously new to the series, but to be fair, back when those games were out, multiplayer wasn't a thing, for consoles at least. Yeah. Um, there's going to be 40, it's going to be $40 on May 12th was the pre-order. Uh, there's a digital deluxe version of the, uh, game with the uh, ad content for 50 bucks. And then there's going to be a hundred dollar, uh, collector's edition, which adds a limited edition birdhouse deck skateboard, which is kind of cool because skateboards aren't really that cheap and to begin with. And to get that as part of, you know, you get two games plus a skateboard, you know, that's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that video at all for the launch? Yeah, this uh, this news just dropped out of nowhere. There was no build-up to this at all. And uh, sometimes that's the best way to uh, announce some news. Um, I was literally in the middle of, uh, I was in between rounds of... Um, Cyber Attack on Call of Duty, just like, oh, I'll just quickly check my phone. PlayStation, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered, and I was just stunned. Um, Obviously, some people were knew about this, they were embargoed, you know, some people that are more involved in the press side of games knew that this was happening and that, but, um, yeah, I I can't say anybody knew this was was coming, really, especially not on that particular day. There might have been some rumblings um, beforehand about... uh, you know certain things involving uh, Tony Hawk's and that, but um, yeah, just just dropped out completely nowhere. Did it surprise you as much as it surprised me? Yeah, completely out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when people have talked about like, okay, what games would you love to see remastered and stuff? Um, this is one that was at the top of a lot of people's lists. Of course, you had things like Crash and Final Fantasy and Spyro and all that, but they they'd all been done already. Um, but I'm really, really happy about this. Uh, this is this is a game that I did play at my in my uh, childhood and stuff. Not play it, didn't like play it seriously or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be good to get back into uh, you know them them classic sort of I was gonna say maps parks I guess is a better word uh, skate parks and stuff because there's the one that's sort of um uh it's it's in a building and that and it's got uh, you know. Oh, what's it called? It's in it's in like a more of an indoor sort of skate park, and that's one that's like really really memorable uh, from those games. So yeah, that should be should be really good to uh, to jump back into this. I, I'm guessing if if these are a success, uh, they'll either remaster some of the other games as well, or they will um what's it called, or they'll go and make a, a new one eventually. But we'll have to see how these games do first and stuff. But uh, it, it, it stunned me, you know. Just mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like you know, because I I go to check news sometimes when I, either if I've like died and I'm waiting for my teammates to revive me or in between when the rounds are loading on cyber attack and I'll, I'll just check my phone for, for a bit of news or you know has the show been renewed or whatever's popped up but uh, certainly didn't expect to see that so um, really big big news so there we go uh, did they have a date for that I can't remember if they uh, yeah it was um, the pre-orders go on I just had it here uh, May 12th, um, da, 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 it was right here, where was it? September 4th. Okay. 
and they did say that uh, uh, information on other platforms is forthcoming. So I'm assuming it. Well, we can pretty much assume that it's going to be backwards compatible on the Series X, and one would hope that it would be backwards compatible on the PS5. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's three games for September then: Avengers, Tony yeah. Hawk, Cyberpunk. So. We'll see how all that goes down. But, uh, yeah, great stuff. Really, really great stuff. Uh, did you say that was the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, but I forgot I had one other thing. And I, this okay. is um, I want, this is kind of a weird thing to talk about, and I re- really want your uh, opinion on this. I'm really confused with The Last of Us Part Two when it comes to Sony's actions. Um, any YouTube video that talks about anything... Last of Us Part Two in regards to the leak, they've been copyright striking. Um, doesn't matter if it's good or positive; they just shoot it down. Uh, they've shot down a bunch of videos where they just show memes from The Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah, that'll get that gets copyright struck and boom down. And then to compound that is the weird thing of the fact that there are nothing but five-star positive reviews on the official PlayStation Store. And it's not like one or two of them. These are just clearly fanboys fanning out. Like, if you go on the website for the PlayStation Store and go to the Last of Us Part Two Digital Deluxe Edition, it, right now uh, we're recording on Wednesday. It's about 5 o'clock my time. There are 932 five-star reviews, and those are the only reviews on the game, and then if you go to like the regular pre the regular version of that, there's 775 five star reviews, and every single review is a five star review. And I'm just curious why Sony would let that stay. I mean, I can understand, you know, it's it's a review game; everything gets reviewed. But why would you leave that on the site? Well, first off, why would you even have reviews for a game that's not out yet? And then second, why would you leave? When it's clear that it's just the fanboys being fanboys. And it's, st- uh, well, technically possible, it is statistically improbable that every single review is going to be a five star review unless Sony's doing what Sony always does, and that's just manipulating it. Because mm-hmm. if you remember uh, way back when, uh, well, not way back, but when Death Stranding came out, it was initially like a 5 3 on the Metacritic score. And then Sony went in and deleted about 6,000 reviews, and that bumped it up from like a 5.3 to a 7.1. Um, and I'm just kind of curious of your opinion on that for doing things like that. Yeah, I mean, they um, did the uh, story trailer, didn't they, a couple of weeks ago? That, that uh, No, last week, the one that I talked about last week. And they, t- they turned mm-hmm. off things like likes and, and dislikes and comments and things. Um I think it makes a lot of sense that they turned off comments and that, because obviously you don't want people scrolling down and getting the game spoiled for them. Um, I mean, I, I think it's Sony trying to obviously control the PR for the game in some way, shape or form. Um, I also saw Neil Druckmann's, uh, I think he said about, he, he did this video or whatever when he said the game went gold and... You you could see the disappointment on his face when uh, you know because obviously the game's the game story has been leaked or whatever and the, this game has been worked on for probably quite a while so I don't know it's it's Sony's odd to bad way of uh, trying to trying to just manage the situation with the game this is a huge huge game for Sony and for Naughty Dog as well um, I, I I don't know like some sometimes these companies do things that, that don't make sense uh, like you said with the with the review stuff it's it's definitely very very weird than that but um, 
to me, at the end of the day, you know, I'll try to, I mean, I have to do it for like another month, because, you know, you, you can't erase spoilers really from people's minds or whatever, but uh, people are probably still going around trying to spoil the game and stuff, so for me, it's just a case of whenever I see a Last of Us post on um, Twitter or Facebook, I just try and, as fast as I can, scroll past it, so I don't see any stupid comments or whatever, or, you know, if I see a comment about a character who's died or something, so I don't sort of... um come across that um which is really really annoying to do given the game is still at least a month away if not a little bit more uh you know june uh, 19th but uh no i agree with you it's definitely weird that, that sony the, the way sony's tried to handle this but um i don't know i mean there's been there's been things about like um the uh, workplace of naughty dog and now it's not gray and how you know it it wasn't apparently someone who was who was working at Naughty Dog or at Sony who leaked this the the game story and stuff, but um, for me, you know, I'm still over the moon excited for this game. Nothing's really gonna change that necessarily. Um, I I'm not gonna. I was thinking again a little bit about what the what the spoiler could be for the game and stuff, and I'm not gonna share my potential theory on the spoiler just in case it turns out to be to be true or whatever. But I thought of something that could possibly happen in the game. I'll I'll tell you after the uh when when we go off air for the for the podcast and that but um mm. yeah nothing's going to really stop me to enjoying the game um until obviously once i play it if i don't like it i'll obviously tell you all but um yeah i'm i'm still very very excited for it just got to avoid the spoilers and that but yeah at the end of the day like i said uh, i agree with you what you said it's it's weird tony's handling of this they haven't been the best in terms of pr for this game and the whole handling of the spoilers and things like that so I don't know, what, what's your kind of thoughts on the situation? Yeah, um, the, the copyright strikes annoys the hell out of me because that for a lot of YouTubers, that's their income. And then they don't get that money back. And it's I, it, I can understand if they were only doing it for people that were like openly spoiling the game. Um, I wouldn't like it, but I would at least understand it. But when, you, when you're copyright striking down videos that are just memes of... The Last of Us Part Two. That just shows either you don't know the internet, or you don't know how bad an idea that is. Yeah, yeah. So they got to figure it out. So uh, is that everything we want to talk, talk about this week? Yeah, that's the last thing I had. Cool. Uh, so we do have an email. It's from Rebecca. If you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Rebecca says, I don't know if it was from lack of interest, but I didn't see you guys talking about WWE 2K21. I can hear some background noise from you a little bit. Uh, sorry, uh, that's the furnace. Okay. Uh, yeah, she said about uh, WWE 2K21 was completely cancelled. Of course, that's part of an annualised franchise. Um, and she says, what are your thoughts? Uh, it, it was a, I did see that news. It was from lack of interest. I'm not into wrestling anymore. I'm not going to play wrestling games. But yeah, seeing an annualised franchise like that. Now, like, can you imagine if like FIFA 21 got cancelled or something? Um, uh, yeah, basically, I think it, there was a lot of issues around the, the current WWE uh, 2K20. And, yeah, uh, the, but, the 2020 game came out, and it was a buggy, glitchy clusterfuck. I mean, the graphical fails were hilarious, but mm-hmm. it was not a good game. No, and no, so I, I guess either they weren't far enough along with it to justify releasing the game, or they didn't think anybody would buy this game after the last fiasco. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I watch kind of-ish wrestling every now and then. I'm not like really, really into it every now and then. I'll 
I'll be flipping through the channels and like, oh, that kind of looks interesting for a second, then I'll forget all about it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I've, I've seen some of, I think Jim Sterling did two videos on this, one when the game first came out and then one that... Uh, Basically, the game's kind of unplayable in 2020, and he made this joke about, like, WWE 2K20 is unplayable in 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry for wrestling fans. You know, if you look forward to this game every year and you've got clearly a broken game on your hands, um, and you're not going to get a new one because the next one's been cancelled, it makes sense in a way. Like, if this, you know, if the game was going to come out and it wasn't going to be very good and, um, you know, there was disagreement with the publisher and developer... But, yeah, it, it was, it's just weird to me that, like, because, I mean, FIFA 20, when it launched, uh, if you remember all the bugs and glitches back then, it wasn't a very good game. Like, the, the gameplay was good and stuff, but there were some real issues with the game in terms of, uh, these have all been fixed now, but, like, um, the top teams in the Premier League wouldn't, like, they'd pick all their youth players and stuff like that, and it just, it broke the uh, Premier League table after, like, 10 games or so, because they would be losing their games, basically. Um... But, because, I mean, when you look at something like, you know, Assassin's Creed used to be an analyzed franchise, but that's not a sports franchise that's based on, like, teams and kit changes and team changes every year. As opposed to when you look at something like FIFA or wrestling, where you get new wrestlers, wrestlers retire. I'm assuming they change brands at certain points or whatever. I don't know what happens anymore, but, uh, yeah, it's it's funny to think of an analyzed sports franchise like that getting just cancelled. I don't think I've really seen that happen many times before if if ever so. yeah um the only time a sports game i mean technically not canceled but when ea just started buying up all the exclusivity rights to the sports the mm. competitors that were also making games couldn't put out their games but i i mean technically they got canceled but not in that traditional sense and i think it's like the first non-new wrestling game in like 18 years mm. so there's no denying that you know at least some people are playing it um, and like I've said several times before on podcasts, you know, a broken game can always get patched into being a fixed playable game, but a bad launch is always going to be a bad launch. Yeah, yeah. So you won't be seeing one of them this year. I don't know if they will they have one next year. We don't know, but um, we'll have to see what happens. So. Oh, and uh, speaking of wrestling, they, I, I did watch it a little bit here recently, just because. Um, with the whole shutdown thing, obviously you can't have large groups of people for fans, but they did try to make content for um, wrestling, and it's just so weird seeing live sports without any fans. I mean, granted, you know, wrestling is a performance in a sport, but it's in that you know kind of physicality genre. And they had their you know training practice facility, and they could keep people to a minimum, so they could have like you know the two wrestlers going at it, and then nobody else in the building or nobody else around, and they could just cycle in and out and just produce shows. But you forget how much crowd interaction is in uh, live events until you see something that's known for its crowd interaction at live events, and there's no crowd. It is really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we shall see what the future holds for the WWE franchise. And that is everything we've got for you for this week's Gaming Talk podcast. Of course, next week we'll be talking about our impressions of Ghost of Tsushima and... Who knows? Maybe Assassin's Creed news. Maybe Last of Us news. I, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we see the PS5 next week. Who could really know? 
So you hear that sound? That's me not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we shall see. But uh, thank you everybody very much for listening. Of course, uh, like we said, if you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments uh, about video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. If you want to find the rest of the content that we've got, it's on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you want uh, your TV and film news side of stuff, um, David's got you covered on geektown.co.uk, so go and check that out as well. Uh, we're in renewal season as well. Uh, hopefully Zoe's playlist gets renewed any time now, hopefully. So uh, we shall see, because uh, I don't know if we're getting a second season of that show. Who knows? So, uh, But you can go over there if you want to find your TV and film news. If you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tier for review and ad-free podcast options. Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're shopping on Amazon. If you're buying, I don't know, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima or uh, anything. Uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra with the affiliate link. iTunes feeds, please rate, review and subscribe to those. That will help us out as well. Uh, social media, if you want to uh, use those as well, you can share the f- post on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, word of mouth, you can also tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds, streaming and Twitch and Mixer and all that sort of stuff. Um, Bex is on Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. She, she was, of course, one of the co-hosts on the big podcast on Saturday that we did, so you can look out for that as well. Uh, me and David sometimes stream on uh, Twitch as well, and you can look out for the FIFA streams on Mixer, and sometimes Robert streams on Mixer as well. And look up for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.